Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Who's sorry now? Is it Nancy Pelosi? Is it a little shifty shifty? You know, I was uh, watching something last night about the Roman Empire that I've seen over the years, and we're living through, in, in essence, a battle between uh, emperors. In ancient Rome, the leaders were emperors. Some were benevolent and good for the people. Some were vicious and bad for the people. What happened here is that an outsider, who is our current emperor, Emperor Trump, stepped on the toes of the established empire system run by none other than the Empress Nancy Pelosi. And the Empress Nancy Pelosi, not too happy. Oh, she has a little yap dogs like Shiffy, Schiff, a smart little lawyer. She got a smart little lawyer with a degree from Stanford to yap for her, but the little lawyer lied before Congress, lied before the American people, And some of the folks on the other side of the uh, empire are saying, wait a minute, this is all wrong. We made a mistake. Now, where am I coming up with the fact that they made a mistake and I think that it blew up in their face already? Where am I reading the tea leaves from? Well, there's a very powerful emperor in New York named Emperor Cuomo, who also, by the way, has dreams and visions of being president. Remember the Godfather? We didn't have time, Dad. We didn't have time. We'll get there, Michael. We'll get there, Michael. Governor Corleone. President Corleone. So Governor Cuomo wants to be president. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gives a program at Seton Hall Law School last night, and he talks to former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. It's not recorded, by the way. And a day before this, 
Cuomo, a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, said, you're darn right, there should be an inquiry. But Thursday, he changed his tune. After he put his hand up into the wind, Mr. Cuomo realized there was a disaster, a disaster in the making. So Cuomo, an otherwise loyal liberal Democrat uh, emperor, said something else. He said that Pelosi was moved by the leftist component of the Democrat Party. She was pressured by the left wing, Cuomo said. So Emperor Cuomo has taken on Empress Pelosi. And both of them, of course, would like to see Emperor Trump removed. But they they screwed up. In plain English, they screwed up. I was watching the history of the Roman Empire again last night for hours. I couldn't stop watching the conspiracies, the viciousness of killing their own family members. <laughs> killing their own family members to maintain power and ascend to higher power. Yes, indeed. Maya Lansky once said, look at the Astors and the Vanderbilts, all those big society people. They were the worst thieves, and now look at them. It's just a matter of time. So uh, they go into politics, some of them. They ascend to the emperorship. And all of a sudden, along comes an outsider who elbows them out of the way. And he becomes emperor. And they go crazy. They do everything they can. But unlike ancient Rome... We have a horrible media, but the horrible media is actually working in our favor by publishing everything, even though they're twisting and distorting and everything they can do to maintain the power structure of the old emperors. We're actually reading between the lines, and most people have come to the same conclusion that the very, very smart Andrew, Governor Andrew Cuomo, the uh, emperor of New York, is suddenly jumping away from Empress Pelosi and saying, uh-uh, wait a minute now. Pressure from leftist Democrats sparked the House's impeachment inquiry. He then concluded with the following. Cuomo said the nation was headed, quote, down a very long and unproductive road that will not end, not end with Trump's removal from office, according to Politico, who was at the event. So why do you think Emperor Cuomo has come out now against Empress Pelosi and has taken this his tack? And moreover, on a personal level, have you talked to any Dems who are now disgusted with this crucifixion of Trump. Do you agree with me that Pelosi and Schiff made a grave error for their own party? Now, there's another way to look at this, which is that the entire scandal was meant to knock out Biden and bring in Eva Braun Warren. People are circulating that idea. That the whole scandal will bring down Biden for sure, maybe not Trump. Uh, Trump will not be, even if he's impeached, which is now becoming highly unlikely given the fact that uh, what's his name? Scandal Neck. I forget Scandal Neck. Uh, the smart, the smart little lawyer from uh, Southern California. The smart little lawyer, uh, Shifty, Shifty Shift, absolutely lied to the American people in Congress when he read his opening remarks. He rewrote the whole transcript. He faked it. How could anyone stay in office doing that? Well, you live in a corrupt society with a corrupt New York Times a corrupt media, a corrupt this, a corrupt that. They're not going to report that Schiff rewrote the Trump transcript. He made the whole thing up. He made the whole thing up. So they went to crucify Emperor Trump. And what happened is, as I said on the way to the gallows, on, on the Appian Way, I think one of them is going to wind up on the cross, maybe two of them. Yeah, I think so. I think Emperor Trump's going to walk away from all of this, his robes flowing. And I think that a couple of them are going to wind up on the, on the crosses that they put along the Appian Way. 
But then again, I'm only one man with one man's opinion, and all I do is do a talk show. I have no influence whatsoever. All I do is talk and talk and talk and talk. Isn't that odd that I talk for 25 years? I have no effect whatsoever. Even though Mr. Trump said without this man, I wouldn't be president in 2017 after he had been elected. That doesn't matter. That didn't resonate with the newspapers. But, you know, something about Mr. Trump is he never forgets his friends, never forgets his enemies, never, ever is he confused by the yappers in talk radio who now think he loves them. Let me tell you something. He knows they were stabbing him in the back for a year before the election. He doesn't trust people who he can't trust. And I don't blame him. I mean, if you study the Roman emperor, they all lived on conspiracy and fear and uh, fear that everyone would, would eventually pull a Brutus on them. And look what just happened to, to, to Trump. Who was the Brutus inside the Trump camp who was sitting in there who leaked this to the so-called CIA agent? Anyone want to say who they think it is? <laughs> Why don't we speculate on that, by the way, if you care? Who do you think is the leaker? Because somebody did it to him. Somebody in his inner circle gave him the, put the knife in his. Somebody leaked it. Now, I don't know. We're going to talk about Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, Galba, Otho. As I said to you before, it really doesn't matter to me whether we're an empire or a republic, actually, because it's, you, it's just rhetoric at this point. And uh, all I care about is whether the emperor is good for a few things. Is the emperor good for national security? Are we protected from the Muslim hordes that want to destroy us and convert us into the serfs of their uh, throwback view of the world? That's number one. I hope you got every sentence of that down because it's still not a crime to tell you the truth. Number two, are they good for the economy? Number three, are they good for the people? Even the Democrats know they never had it so good. Democrats never had it so good. What are they What are they complaining about? You cannot find a contractor in San Francisco to build anything. Do you know that? Every illegal alien who has a skill is, is working. Did you know that? You don't know that because the vermin in the media won't tell you that. There's no longer any lines outside of any unemployment offices, are there? So he's an emperor, if you want to put him in, in that category, category of emperor, who is one of the good ones. He's benevolent and good for the people. If Clinton had won, she would have been a vicious empress, bad for the people. People would have disappeared in the middle of the night like Mr. Rich. People would have died of heart attacks on the way home from bars like Mr. Breitbart. That's what would have happened, but it's not happening under this man, is it? But the vermin in the media would have you believe he's doing everything wrong when he's doing everything right for the people. So I'm asking you these loaded questions for a loaded reason. By the way, in New York City, under the psychotic would-be emperor who didn't even get one vote, the moron, whatever his name is, de, de Blasio, his real name is a German name. He changed it to de Blasio. I don't know. Why would a guy in New York, a tall, powerful thug like de Blasio, who has a German surname, change it to an Italian surname in New York? I don't even understand that. But he became mayor. We all know he's a left-wing hater. And he has banned calling someone an illegal alien. If you call anyone an illegal alien in New York State, you find $250,000. That's the would-be emperor moron de Blasio. Now you know why he flamed out. Nobody wants a psycho. He's too far to the left. The bug-eyed bimbo for the Bronx, too far to the left. But it was the bug-eyed bimbo from the, from the Bronx. You know who she is, don't you? The bug-eyed bimbo from the Bronx. You know who I'm talking about. Looks like a cross between a donkey and a human being. 
the left-wing fanatic who wants to do away with airplanes, boats, ships, cars, trains, tell you what to think, eat, drink. Uh, she apparently moved Empress Pelosi, who is senile. By all, by all analysis, Pelosi is absolutely deranged and senile. And the self-satisfied laughs after she makes a statement should give away who she is. Her age has caught up with her. You know, there's a thing in boating. When you're running too fast and you're coming into dock, if you don't slow down far enough out, your following sea, your following wake is going to overtake your own boat. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Jim, you know what I mean? If you're coming into a dock too fast on a boat and you don't slow down outside, if you come in too fast, the wake behind your boat will literally overtake your own boat. Pelosi is that boat. They moved her too fast and she got swamped by her own wake. Be back in a minute. Savage. Listen, two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Well, what's the good news? With today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Well, now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get medication delivered to your home. No more waiting rooms, no more pharmacy checkout lines. Get doctor attention and discreet drug delivery, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments really work. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. Many men even experience hair regrowth with Keeps treatments. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for limited time, you get your first month free. You got nothing to lose, including your hair. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash Savage Nation to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Savage Nation. We the people. What a joke that is. We the sheeple. Play the sheep song. Bat. We the sheeple. Years ago, uh, Pat Buchanan wrote a book about an empire, a republic, not an empire. Of course, we're an empire. We're a great American empire. We have been for a very long time. I think we were in a great empire for a very long time, uh, maybe even from before the defeat of the Nazis. And as I said to you, I'm used to it. I, I laughed at it all as a young man when I didn't care that much about politics. All I really cared about was the economy good and were the streets fairly safe. That's all. If the emperor was able to make the economy work for me and I could get a job as a young guy, what did I care? Do you think I really cared? I wanted to take home enough money to pay my rent uh, get a haircut and go to go out at night and uh, meet girls. That's all. What do you think I cared about? That's still the world today. They, there were more people watching sports last night than all the cable channels put together. More people were watching football than watching the the Schmendricks on on the on the cable networks who think that they're the gods of the world today. So um, I don't know what to ask you. It's Friday. We've been through this before. We're going to go through it a little bit longer. It's already blown up in their face. When I see Cuomo, who's probably the smartest of all of them, I didn't mean I approve of his politics. He mostly, oh, you're proving of a liberal. That's not the point. He's the cagiest of all of them, and he's smart. 
And his father was smart. His father actually was a great governor. I don't care that he was a Democrat. Remember that. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The words don't mean anything. It's how does it affect the people? That matters to me. Trump's effect is great. Great economy, peace on earth, and goodwill to man. People have never seen such employment numbers like this. The times have never been so good. So what happens is when Cuomo comes up and says, "Uh uh-oh, wow, slow down here, impeachment was forced by the left wing of the Democrat Party. They herded her, uh, whatever, Pelosi. And he concluded in the interview with uh, with uh, the, the guy from New Jersey, the ex-governor there, whatever his name is, Christie. He said, the nation is headed down a very long and unproductive road that will not end with Trump's removal from office, said Governor Cuomo. So he's already separated himself out because he realizes that New York State's not a slam dunk for him. Do you understand that? They may think they have turned the state, but he knows internally that the people are not that stupid and that there's so much corruption they will take and then they won't take it. And when they see the dizzying liar called Schiff making stuff up in his speech to America, the panic alarms went off across the Democrat landscape in everyone's home except Pelosi. She's too busy applying Botox and looking how beautiful she is in the mirror. (laughs) <laughs> Look how beautiful I am. Am I not beautiful? Ha ha ha. Am I not the most intelligent woman in the world? Ha ha ha. Okay, so the senile old bat makes a mistake. She rushes this. Cuomo sees his opening. Again, I go back to the Roman times. Remember, they're all vying for power. He still sees himself running for the presidency at some point. It wasn't his time yet. So he separates himself out from the far left nullifying the Pelosi left-wing part of the Democrat Party for a future time when he may step into the game, not in this election, of course. And he says impeachment is wrong. The leftists forced the inquiry. That's my opinion. New York Times' Jeremy Peters, the man who interviewed me and smeared me, uh, wrote an article saying how right-wing media talks about impeachment in New York Times. And he says even Michael Savage, a conservative host who has been critical of the president at times, joined in circling the wagons, saying there is a war going on right now, he told his audience this week, adding, they haven't given up trying to destroy us. Later on in the article, after he gets through with the has-beens and the would-bees and the low-lifes, he says, Mr. Savage was one of Mr. Trump's first talk radio boosters during his 2016 campaign, but he had been publicly doubting the president and criticizing him for failing to keep promises like building a wall on the southern border. The issue of impeachment has helped reignite Mr. Savage's passions. And he quotes me. It's not about Trump, is it? He said on his show. It's about us. It's about our love for America. It's about our love for our own borders, language, and culture. You hear this? Are you listening to this? And then he quotes Wallbanger and and the others, the fill-ins, the sub-interns of the fill-ins. They're all derivative hosts. They have no original ideas, in my opinion. But all right, good luck to them. We're all on the same team, according to you. Despite the fact that, uh, you know, Trump has internal enemies, doesn't he? And you've come to understand that. Many of you are deceived to think that all conservative talk show hosts get together for a beer after work. What you don't know is it's a war out there. And that all of them are on the same team except me. Three of them are represented by the same agent who is Rush Limbaugh's brother. That's a fact of reality. And you need to know that. Because you've got to understand that. If you don't understand that, you don't understand how Trump got stabbed in the back because I face the same internal problems in this industry. But I'm still here. God bless them all. 
and God bless America. Savage. Hey, listen, I have a message for our listeners that are 50 and over. Retirement is around the corner. Wouldn't you like to get up to 33% more from yours? You see, there's a free book called Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. It's from Annuity General, a leading financial firm on how to maximize your income in retirement. This free book contains little-known truths about annuities told in simple-to-understand terms that can help everyone make the right choices before buying an annuity. And like I said, it's free. So you should call 800-589-1089 now. It's free. Call 800-599-1089 now. When you do, Annuity General will throw in a free annuity rate report. The free rate report summarizes rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. So take advantage of getting both free books while you can. Two free books. Call Annuity General at 800-599-1089. 800-599-1089 to receive annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report. Both are free. What do you got to lose? Would you call 800-599-1089 now? 800-599-1089 for two free books. Once again, 800-599-1089. I want to know who's the person that gave the whistleblower? Who's the person that gave the whistleblower the information? Because that's close to a spy. You know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart? Right? The spies and treason. Right? We used to handle it a little differently than we do now. <laughs> Hang him high. That's President Trump on the whistleblower. We used to handle spies differently. Now, he's right. Who is the spy? And then there's a leaker inside his inner circle. Well, I have my suspicions about her. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say her. About him or her. Uh, it's someone who is displayed prominently on couches when uh, pastors come around. Someone who acts like a little girl with an iPhone. Oops, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, little old me. Don't you love that one, that game, the Conway game? The husband hates him, and the, the one, one who works for Trump loves him. Now, I don't understand that one. How could you keep someone around who whose husband hates you and not ex- expect that the... Come on. Something doesn't add up on that one, by the way. Now, what is the number one thing bothering you? I personally think the impeachment game is over. The, uh, the the interest cycle in it is over already. America wanted an immediate impeachment hearing the next day, and they wanted a, a thumbs up or thumbs down in the arena. We're like ancient Rome, the games. We wanted the games. We wanted thumbs up on Trump, thumbs down, and move on to the next one. They wanted the midgets to come out with the pitchforks, stabbing uh, the guy with the, with the net over him. That's all. They wanted to see Samson, Samson tortured with his eyes burned out, or they wanted to see Samson throw the people who are trying to uh, uh, destroy them into the ring and have them gored by the by the uh, by the saber toothed tiger, <laughs> so to speak. We're through and through with it already. It's the, the news cycle is so fast with the internet and with social media. We're over this already. The American people are bored of it already. These schmucks on the Democrat side think they're going to drag it out to the election and damage Trump and take back Congress. I personally think number one, they have made such a grave error. What's my evidence? Mr. Cuomo statement. What is my suspicion of what's going to happen? Well, a couple of things that I don't know and some things I can pretty much predict. I think we're going to see a, a, uh, a landslide for Trump. Now, if the Republicans were not such backstabbers themselves, 
there might be a retaking of the House of Representatives. But I don't even know if that would be a blessing or a curse since half of them vote against the interests of America, uh, as you well know. It's that simple. But what topic is it that you feel is the most important today? What is the number one thing today about the government, country, news cycle, whatever, uh, that you would like me to talk about? This is a talk radio show heard around the world. And so, therefore, I'm not locked into Shifty Schiff or uh, Nancy Pelosi or Trump or dump and dump and dump and dump. Uh, in uh, 1998, you know, the Dems made the case against impeachment, as you know, when Clinton was up there. I opposed it, incidentally. If you check my record on radio, I was in radio since 94, I thought it was such a spurious impeachment proceeding. You know, impeachment's serious. It's uh, for high crimes and misdemeanors. And I didn't think him stooping a, uh, an intern, it was ugly, it was disgusting, but I didn't think it was impeachable. Just showed who he was. He was a redneck, a highly educated redneck with a very smart wife. But that's what they do. That's what rednecks do if they can in the office. They get a rotund intern, and they have their way with her. But I, I, if the guy was a decent emperor and the jobs are okay, and they were, he was a pretty good president other than the deaths and things like that. I mean, as long as you didn't threaten him, you were okay in America, right? As long as you didn't wind up in a southern prison, you were cool. So didn't bother me as a guy who lived away from there and I didn't even fly in the area I wouldn't even fly over the south while Clinton was president I would pick a flight that never went through the south out of fear <laughs> but oh, no, I'm saying I, we, I never thought he should be impeached at the time I'm on record now the other Schmendricks in the media now are making believe they love Trump and they're against impeachment I don't know what they really think I know they were all in on the war in Iraq oh yeah Oh, yeah, they're the reason that old mustachio got into, into the inner circle and almost destroyed the world. The very same people who were screaming, oh, they're the, they're the, uh, the mustache people. They come from the same uh, neocon brigades. But I'm getting too far afield, am I not? Wherever Joe Biden went, son Hunter cashed in, says David Harsany in the New York Post. Wherever Joe Biden went, son Hunter cashed in. You've all heard about the 50 grand a month from here. The billion from there, you know, billion dollar here and a hundred million there adds up to the Biden family. I always said Biden was too stupid to be president because he was the only one who didn't actually make money while he was vice president. But I was wrong. It was his son, Hunter, who was raking it in. Hunter is such a villain that he even took his dead brother's wife. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. He's biblical, this guy. He is really the evil son. The Hunter, is he not? I forget who was the good son and who was the bad son in the Bible. Someone who's a biblical expert, don't take a call on it. It's just a generic throwaway question. It's meant to make, keep, keep conversation going, not to get trapped now in the quagmire of the Bible, even though, even though you know, this is like high times for most Jewish people today, not the ones in Congress, of course. They only go and do the mumbo-jumbo to be seen in temple. But to the religious Jews, as you know, Sunday night is the, the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the eve of the new year, and they take it very seriously. The Jewish people believe and the jewish people have set the stage for western civilization as we know it today in america of course there's roman and greek influences and all of that but basically so many things in our society are based upon the judeo-christian heritage as you well know or at least you used to know until obama came along when that was thrown out the window and we took on a new heritage without knowing it he was such a clever one that one wow was he good but uh, Friday, uh sunday night is the eve of rosh hashanah when the even the Jews, the bagels and lox Jews, that's what they're called. I think in Catholicism you call them lapsed Catholics. 
You know, the people only go to church for um, funerals and weddings, the lapsed Catholic type. Well, we have what we call bagels and lox Jews on the Jewish side. They're the ones who go to a temple only for the bagels and lox on a Friday night or on the high holidays. They, they're gambling that in case there really is that thing called God, that, he, you know, the one they learned about when they were a child and they still had a grandmother. You know the type, don't you? They're all over the place. They don't take any of this seriously. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in religion. Uh, and so they go in, they go on the high holidays. They, they throw in a little show up. They put on a clean suit and tie. And then they go in in case, you know, there is something up there. Who knows? They might. Uh, so on, it starts with Rosh Hashanah and it runs for 10 days called the Days of Awe. It ends with the fasting and the genuflecting and the crying and the yelling and begging on to please put me in the book of life. That comes 10 days later. (laughs) So there's a big change in behavior over those 10 days. It's like Christians going to church on Sunday who six days a week, they act like hellions. And on the seventh day, they act like saints. You know how that works, right? Well, it's the same in all religions. It's like you put on one front and then there's the true believers. Then there are the pious people. God, God help them, man. I don't know how they get through a day. How does a pious person live with themselves? They can't even, I can't say it's a family show, but I mean, if it was a nightclub, I would tell you what I really think. How do they live seven days a week without so much as an ounce of pleasure but eating bad food? I don't understand. Where do they get their pleasure from? Well, you know, they get their pleasure from God. Good, good, good. Keep getting it. I've been looking for it all my life. And uh, I would have to say, okay, all, all in the, look at the scale. I have nothing to complain about. And I don't want to tempt God because I know he exists. I'm not a cynic. Oh, yeah, I know there's a God. I'm not a Roman in that regard. The Romans did it with anything that walked. Are you kidding? Man, woman, sheep, children. That's how ancient Rome was. But all right, that was then. This is now. So the Christians civilized the Romans, Christianized the Romans, stopped them from doing those stupid things. And then the Romans never forgave them. That's why they crucified Jesus. And, of course, that's why Jews are still hated today, because they brought morality to the Western world and in reality. That's what it comes down to. They said, oh, you can't do this. And you go, who the hell are you to tell me what I can do or not do? Get out of here with your sponge cake. What do you mean I can't do this and I can't do that? I'll do what the hell I want. No, you won't. God will punish you. Oh, yeah, I'll show you. Bam, I'll show you who's going to punish you. Shut your mouth and get out of th-. That's how that works. But as you see, uh, I'm not that interested in the impeachment drama. I think it's over already. They took their best shot, as they say, and guess what? It was a limp-wristed punch. The uh, the fist of Schiff bent backwards as it landed upon Trump. Do you understand that? He took his best shot, Schiff. And the, the, you ever see weak guys punch someone? They have weak wrists, and they don't actually connect. The fist bends backwards at the wrist. That's called a limp-wristed slap. So he hasn't yet seen what's coming, Schiff. You know, Schiff is such an issue. He's in an area that used to be Republican forever. Then they shifted the demographics by bringing in illegal aliens, mainly the farm workers and such like that. And as a result, the area became all left-wing fanatical Dems. I would love to see someone run against Schiff in his own area and throw the bum out. But, you know, okay, you can't with this kind of money involved. Anyway, I'm losing uh, your, your attention because all you want to hear about is uh, the the impeachment and the not impeachment and the this and the that. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I'm bored of it. I'm just bored of it. Hillary Clinton says, corrupt human tornado Donald Trump. Oh, let's listen to her in clip six. Let's hear the would-be empress Clinton. 
This man who's there in the Oval Office right now poses a clear and present danger to the future of the United States. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, am yeah, yeah. in favor of moving toward impeachment. I no kidding. did not come to that position oh, easily no. or quickly. Oh, no. Uh, but this is no. uh, a, an, an emergency, emergency oh, um, yeah. as I see it, mm-hmm. uh, because he is oh, yeah. uh, undermining uh, oh, yeah. the more perfect union that is the <laughs> goal of our collective efforts. (laughs) The only more perfect union that your husband ever looked for was him and Monica Lewinsky and any bimbo that he could get his hands on. That was the only perfect union he ever thought of. But okay, uh, everyone puts on their game. Is it time for a break? My my turkey burger is cooking in the radio kitchen. I'll be right back. Savage. I was in the Apollo Theater in the mid-50s. Anyone out there know what I'm talking about? It's like ancient history. How come in the 1950s, a white kid like me with my friends could take three trains and go up to Harlem, go to the Apollo Theater to see Alan Freed's rock and roll show, and the white kids really did sit on one side, the blacks on another. No one ever hated each other. There was no anger, no hatred, no fighting. We went there for the music. What happened to this country? Well, a lot of things happened. Along came Lyndon Bays Johnson's Great Society and et cetera and so on. So now we're even more divided than ever. And now we got the, the false impeachment hearings, which blew up in their face already. There's a huge schism going right where I thought it would go, and it's all good for Trump. And the undecideds, you know, I, I treated two things last night that I must read to you. It was late at night. I was watching about Rome and seeing the conspiracies between the emperor's and those vying for power. So after watching it for three hours, I tweeted, Pelosi has made a grave error by going off half-cocked. And I asked, was she herself misled from within the ranks of her own army? She has galvanized two major voting factions, both against her tyranny and distastefulness. Faction one, the vast numbers who were going to sit out this election. That got a huge response. And then uh, 30 minutes later or three minutes later, I said, faction two. Pelosi has galvanized another major voting bloc against her party of hatred and deceit. The independents who voted for Trump in 16 and who became disillusioned. They now see what awaits if they do not vote Trump 2020, 2020, only hatred, deceit, and ruination. That got big responses. I like to tweet late, like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock my time. You say, well, there's a small audience. Yeah, but there are people up around the world, number one. And number two. You know, I, I've had dinner, I had a, uh, what did I have, a beer? I don't even know what I had last, I can't remember. I'm not drinking that much these days. I went from years ago, in the peak of my radio show, oh, four or five a night was not a, not a small amount for me. It was the ordinary amount that the British Medical uh, Association recommended as moderation. Here in this scared little creepy America, moderation, have one drink a night for your health. I didn't drink for my health, I drank to get drunk. And to turn the world off, you idiots, you. Whatever happened to drinking to forget the world? What kind of crap is this? Everything you measure. Measure this, measure that, measure that, measure this. Have 1.2 fluid ounces of alcohol a night. Have 8.3 seconds of sex. If you don't have an orgasm within the first three minutes, call 911. Jog for a certain amount of time. Look at the watch. Check the cardio. You're living like a robot, man. I used to drink to turn it off, to turn everything off. Never hurt me. Perfect liver. Perfect. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. 
I mean, okay, thank God. Yeah, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. But those days are over. I had one drink last night. So I, okay, but then the drink, the dinner, the Roman emperor thing, watching the empire, then thinking, 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 going back to my library, looking about the fall of the Roman empire, and I tweet. I thought they were rational. I thought they were very clear. You know that there are people who are up one, two o'clock in the morning on the East Coast, three, right? And and people are reading around the clock. It's one of the miracles everyone puts down social media. Yeah, if you're a putz and all you can do is put up a gif of a dancing bear or a spinning chair, I turn them, I get them off my site, anyone I don't like with a gif. I throw them right off. I don't like schmucks who can only send a picture. I don't want pictures. I'm the only one who puts up. And I say to them, if you, if you do it again, I'm throwing you off my site. It's my Twitter feed, not yours. You may have the freedom to think you have ultimate freedom, but not to insult me. You can disagree with me. Go ahead. Like you can call 855-407-282 and disagree with me. But if you start insulting me like a moron from Brooklyn, I'm just going to hang up on you. You won't even get past Jim because he's from Brooklyn. And he grew up as a, a sausage eater. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. So, um, just not to summarize, Cuomo comes out and says, leftist forced the inquiry. Pelosi basically was ramrodded, steamrolled, made a mistake. We all know that the Trump won't be removed from office. It's a backfire job. And I want to move on. I'm sick of it already. Oh, they'll keep it going, but it's over. You could play this one out. It's a, it's a chess game. And he's smart enough to know how the game plays out and who wins. Trump wins. They lose. Now, if Pelosi was not so whacked out on her, on her own ego and her narcissism and her age, whatever it is that's impeding her, uh, she would stop this. Schiff is too far in to, to pull out. He should be thrown in jail for what he did. He actually made up the transcript in front of Congress, lied to Congress. But what's the good of me talking about it? Let me go back for a minute. Back up, deep breath, deep breath on Friday, Savage, Savage Nation, deep breath. When I first began a radio, I used to quote one of the ancient Roman historians. I think it was Pliny the Elder. I'm not sure. One of them. Maybe it was Shiny, the red-nosed reindeer. I don't know which one it was. One of the ancient Roman historians wrote that the average Roman does not care about what the emperor is doing or not doing, does not care about the recent victories or defeats of the Roman military in Germania or wherever. The average Roman cared about the pebble in his shoe. And that meant the price of bread, the price of wheat, the price of leather, and whether there was law and order in the cities. That's all they cared about. The same is true today. Right, Jim? That's the average person cares about that. And the evidence that I am correct is that more people watched football last night than all three Schmendra cable channels put together, all the pontificators. They're not interested in this. New York, Jimmy, welcome to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind, my good friend? Hey, Dr. Savage, nice to hear your voice. Let me just say something. I've been watching television all day, the news and what have you. But let me tell you, Schiff 
and that Pelosi crackpot, they belong in Pilgrim State. That's number one. And <laughs> is, wait, is, hold it. Now, wait a minute. Jimmy, everyone loves you. I'm getting a lot of emails about Jimmy from Brook, from uh, Staten Island. you got to become a daily caller. It will drive you crazy. I may have to pay you to get you to call. Uh, stop. I Jimmy, love hold on now. Where is, is Pilgrim State still open? Is Pilgrim State Mental Hospital still open? As far as I know, it, it, it's not, but they should reopen it because well, I, I think they need to reopen Creedmoor for the for the corrupt politicians in, in the Queens and Nassau. I agree a thousand percent. But like you said, bring all the people down in California by City Hall and lock them all inside. How's that? Yeah, we should put bars. I should, we I, we can't say that, but they're already in the madhouse. No, no there's a lot we can't say. Did but you hear what 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 the Blasio came up with now? If you say alien to anyone, illegal alien, you go, you get a $250,000 fine. Okay, I don't know what he's talking about. He's How could that be? In a, in a, wait, we live in, in, a, in a city, a nation, uh, with uh, freedom of speech, First Amendment. How can you, if you call someone an illegal alien when they are one? How could you be fined? That wouldn't hold up in court. When has that, that ever stopped a Democrat before? No, it doesn't. But what about this? If I say hello to a girl, I don't know if it's a girl. I, I offended him or her. If I say hello to a guy, I say hello. I'm not a guy. I'm a girl. I don't even go out no more. I stay home and I watch my news and I read my book. <laughs> so, no. Well, I was hoping you'd added you listen to radio once in a while, but okay, I'll forgive you. I'm always, no, I'm always on the radio. I'm with you. I listen to you. Everyone else makes me get a pain in the eye. I can. But listen. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I love when you say a pain in the eye because that's how it starts with me i feel it in the right eye the back of the right eye yeah no no i get the blood vessel snap and i don't want to do that if i'm going to drop dead i want god to tap me not one of these crackpots so i gotta lose my mind over but let me did, did, wait hold on jimmy did you like my opening about roman emperors today i of course of course but they were all whacked out back then because they were drinking from those go those goblets but they were all uh you're a very you see this is what i love about jimmy jimmy sounds like an uneducated kind of guy, but Jimmy's highly educated. He pointed out yesterday the difference between uh, the Sanhedrins, right? You pointed out which rabbi was this and which rabbi was against Jesus. You're a very well-read man. So when I talked about Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, that was music to your ears. Of course, but I studied Caligula. Matter of fact, I was married to Caligula for a while. But <laughs> oh, good one, the Gong Show. Savage Truman, President Truman created the CIA, <laughs> but he created it to have where only the the confidential material comes into the president's hand, and he makes a decision to do what he wants. But the CIA has been diverted from its original assignment. It has become um, almost operational policy making and they're becoming yeah like the cia today has become the tia the trump investigation organization I agree a thousand percent. But without you saying the truth the way you say it, I might as well drop dead because everybody else out there, it's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. And let me ask you, let me, Jimmy, 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 did you hear my interview with the CIA, ex CIA guy yesterday? Perry, 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 yes, I heard it. Yeah, I know, I know. He's going to be on again today at the bottom of the hour. What would you ask him? I would ask him, what does the average American do that doesn't have a mic in front of him, that can't get to the uh, Democrats and rip their throats? What could we do that we sit here and eat ourselves almost the way we got no insides? Well, the answer is, well, you take out your anger at the ballot box. That's the answer you've been given. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but when they've stuffed the ballot box with illegal alien votes, you know more or less your vote doesn't count anymore in New York. 
And that's what's said. It doesn't matter anyway, doctor. Look what they're doing. I mean, when does it stop? And when our president does slide into a victory again, what are we going to go through? Another four years? I might as well. You know, I keep hearing when president wins, there's going to be riots in the streets. You know what? I'm ready for them. How's that? Me I think that we need to create armies of the day and armies of the night in advance of the victory and put them in their place and not let them step on us again. Dr. Savage, let me just say this. Two things frighten the damn daylights out of me. And sometimes I wake up with a... What? I want to hear. Give me. I want, when you get a double migraine, what is it? My First Amendment and my, my second... With the well, you lost the First Amendment in New York City. He just said if you use the words illegal alien, it's now a $250,000 fine, according to uh, Augustus de Blasio. How is that even possible? Dr. Savage, listen to me. Don't, don't, don't. Let me just say this. When what? I went into my you, you know I'm getting ready to dump. You can hear ready in my voice. I'm getting near the end. I hang out at the restaurant that I went to. You know what? I walked into cheers and claps. Michael Savage Jr., you rap bastard. We heard you on the road. Oh! That's right. What, what, what restaurant is this in Staten Island? I got to go there. Well, Doc, if I tell you, I got to kill you. Yeah, well, okay, then let's do neither. No, no, well, how, how did they hear you on the radio if the show is not heard in New York anymore owing to political influences? Uh, what do they do? They get it on the podcast live or what? I, they, how do they get it? They got everything. They got the KSFO and they got your podcast. You see, so in other words, they play a, a stream on their iPhone or run it through a speaker system back in the pool thing with the eye, with the, with the drinking, with the, the winking, right? And half of them got Cadillacs. They sit in, and then they got. They still do to this day. That's still the car du jour. Are you kidding me? Of course, it goes. They're still doing the Cadillacs in your neighborhood. Yeah, well, except they're twenty nineteen, and you can't afford them. <laughs> Jimmy, do they still? Do those guys still wear suits, uh, or they move to the jeans? No, 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 no jeans, no jeans. They wear the slacks with the two buttons open at the top, and they stink of Aramis. But I love them. What do you mean, two buttons open at the top? That sounds pornographic. What do you mean by that? <laughs> it's the button-down shirt, but only two buttons. Oh, you mean the, the shirt's open at the top, not the pants? No. <laughs> not at all, because I wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, no. Jimmy, you know, you're a guy with a good sense of humor. You'll survive anything. But you aren't, aren't you the guy who lost a son? I lost my son, and I told you about my aunt who had the stroke. She passed away, my beautiful Aunt Ruthie, and we buried her. She's late to rest. And uh, you know what, doctor? Like my mother, God bless her, 82 years old. She said, Jimmy, life goes on. Jimmy, you know, I think more and more about all the aunts and uncles who have gone to the next world, more and more. They were so beautiful in my life. I miss them all, every last. You don't even realize what you have when they're living. Do you know that? I, I do know that, but I take nothing for granted. And you know what? Someday I'm going to be with them. And with God, faith, and reason, I have your CDs and your book. And when I'm in my car, I listen to the CDs. And when I'm home oh. and I'm, I'm... Oh, you're really obsessed. You're really obsessed. No, I, no, no Doc, I love everything you do. I, I, I'm, I'm even trying to find your botanist stuff. I even tweeted you and asked, where is it? Oh, you, oh, you want what? You want to go and do a pilgrimage to the museums that have my, my uh, plant collections? No, but you promised you would. You know, somebody could do that. They could go to like the seven museums around the world that have my ethnobotanical collections. Botanical Garden. Well, one of the, well, you could go to the New York Botanical Gardens. You could go to Russia. The Hermitage in Russia has it. The Bishop Museum has it. Uh, the New York Botanical Garden has it, as I said. But they're not in one set. In other words, all my plant collections, my ethnobotanical, they're not in one thing which says Michael Savage is designed around the phyla, number one, the plant family, that kind of thing. So it would be impossible to find it. I'm the only one who has one whole collection, an entire collection. 
It's interesting. Maybe I'll put it up for auction and donate the money to something one day. Who knows? There's no collectors for that. So of all the emperors, Augustus, Tiberius, Caligula, Claudius, Nero, Galba, who were you married to, Caligula? I was married to Caligula, yeah, but I divorced her. Well, she was really a bad one, huh? You have no idea. Matter of fact, she's on Netflix on the Monster Horrors. What do you mean? She's in a movie? Yeah. What do you mean? She's a, an actress or she's what? No, she's in the, she's underneath the horror section. If you saw my ex-wife, you'd lose your eyesight. <laughs> if Moses saw her face, there'd be another commandment. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got all the good one-liners. You keep the audience, your guys cracked up in the cafe? Uh, pretty much known as the, the kibitzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jimmy, can I ask you? I don't know if I can ask this. You, can you, don't, you don't sound to me like you're a mean guy inside, are you? Is there a mean part of you that we don't see? Doc, I have a heart like a hotel. I got a room for everybody. Okay. Because I saw a movie the other night, an old movie about a guy who by day was a producer of game shows, but at night he was an assassin for the CIA. I'm starting to get the impression that there's more to Jimmy than meets the eye. There's more to the eye than meets Jimmy, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, this is the gong show, Jimmy. It is the gong show. You never would have eaten what I just had for lunch. It was nauseating. I I heated up two turkey burgers. They were frozen organic turkey burgers. Right. I, all right. You know, I figured I'd cut down a little bit more on the saturated fats. Disgusting. Disgusting, man. I Forget about it. I'm going to eat a burger. I'm going to eat a burger. I can't do this anymore. All this health food, you know, it's it, some of it makes sense. But like, for example, vegan food. Nobody you know is vegan, do you? Wait, Doc, you, here's the thing you said on your show one day. You asked a question. You said, how could you, how would a, a, a vegan guy, how would they have sex? How would it be? I can't even ask a question. And I wanted to get in and tell you, hey, Doc, a vegan sex affair couldn't be great because there's no meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting worse by the second. You're getting manic. I want to bring out the manic side of Jimmy. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are vegan do it to separate themselves from other people at the table and make themselves, uh, you know, cleaner and better. They want to make believe they're better than the other people, right? No, my niece is vegan, but yet... Right, right. So everyone sits down and you got the regular Italian food, the veal this, the eggplant that, the meatballs this, the gravy on Sunday. And she sits there with a smug face and says, oh, no, thank you. I'm vegan. I'll only have the salad. Yeah, and then we catch her throwing up in the bathroom later on. But listen, you know what I had for lunch? Pastina what? with the egg. You had who? Pastina with the egg. Oh, you're eating very light, the pastina and brodo. Yeah, it's delicious. Why, why are you on a light meal? Because I like to eat light during the day, and in the middle of the afternoon, I have a nice lunch. I have my chicken, or I have my... Yeah, but when do you have your main meal, as, as an Italian guy from, from Staten Island? I have it about 5 o'clock I eat, and then I'm done until uh, the next day. I don't yeah, but you know, in Italy, they eat late meals in Italy itself. They'll eat nine, ten o'clock, and they'll go till 2 in the morning, even to this day. You know that? No. When I was in Europe, what they did was they eat a big breakfast, a big, a big lunch, and a very light, and only pick dinner. Well, you sleep better with a light dinner. That is true. But if I don't have a heavy dinner, I can't sleep at all. Go figure that out. Well, I you know, you're supposed to eat breakfast like a king. But all. Breakfast like a king. Lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper. Adele Davis wrote that. And she's right. Generally, if you eat a light meal, you sleep better. I find the opposite. I wait till the end of the day when the show is over. I've calmed down. I had the show is done. I had a nap. Okay, did a little exercise, did this, a boom, boom. Then at night, I get ready for the heavy duty. That Then I can sleep. I, otherwise, it's impossible. 
Who knows? Everyone's a little different, Jimmy, right? Yes, but may I just say one more thing? All, of course you'll say one more thing. Go ahead. I had, I had, uh, my ex-wife was very heavy, and let me tell you, when she walked with high heels up in Cottonville, Staten Island, she struck oil. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, all right, Jimmy, next week you got to call back with more anti-women, anti-wife jokes. I'll be right back. Savage. When I return, I've returned, but now it's about when I return, we have Dr. Vince, Peter Pry back. Um, I don't have to introduce him. You heard him yesterday. And we're going to talk about has this blown up in the Dem's face. And if you have any questions for him, he was in the CIA after all. Everyone wants to talk to a CIA agent. The phone number is 855-407-282. But before I move on to that, I am here with you right now. Uh, I'm thinking about food again. I will never, ever eat another frozen turkey burger. I, disgusting. My mother, God rest her soul, never ate frozen food, wouldn't have it in the house, never heard of it. Everything was fresh. To her, you know what meat had to be? The animal had to be screaming and crying for its life with blood in order for her to eat it. I'm not joking. I remember some of my earliest memories. She wasn't a hunter. I'm not saying that. <clears throat> but we used to go to a live poultry farm, I, I swear to you, where she'd pick out the the healthiest-looking chicken that ran the fastest, and have him kill it. Oh, the butcher was disgusting with a bloody apron. It was horrible, and he had an ugly daughter with, like, a mole on her nose. It's all coming back to me now. The daughter, the ugly, like, psycho daughter, would chase the chicken around that my mother picked. And they only, they didn't pick, like, a, I'm sorry to tell you, they didn't pick a handicapped chicken to kill, a slow one laying there. The fastest chicken they would pick. And they grab it by the neck, cut it, and they, I, it used to freak me out. The bird would run around squawking with blood spurting out of its neck. I found it disgusting. Just disgusting. But I ate the chicken at night. The soup was good. I liked the, uh, the the thighs. I used to like chicken necks a lot. Would you believe that? Thinking of Schiff. I like the chicken neck the most. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. Now, how many of you out there have always wanted to talk to an ex-CIA agent? I know I shouldn't introduce it that way. It should be more formal. But I think that's the essence of what we're going to do a little bit. Because I had Dr. Pry on yesterday, and he told us an awful lot about how things work. Now, look, the guy is an expert on EMPs, cyber warfare, uh, terrorism. He's been inside this government for many, many years and uh, he is outraged. He's as outraged as most Americans are with what has gone on here, the, the setup and whatnot. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Dr. Peter Pry, welcome back to the Savage Nation. Thank you again for taking the time to be with us. Oh, a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of the Savage Nation. Now, Dr. Pry, I, I have to ask you a few things. I began the show today by quoting Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, not Frito, the brother. And Cuomo surprisingly changed his tune, and he came out during a program at Seton Hall Law School with uh, Governor Christie, where he suddenly said that it was a mistake, the leftists forced the inquiry by Pelosi, and that the nation was heading down a very unproductive road that will not end with Trump's removal from office. Do you agree with me that the smarter ones have seen that they made a mistake? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I think, uh, I think they've been captured by the far left of their party and uh and the uh, and the smarter ones are being dragged along i'm not sure that nancy pelosi is among the smarter ones <laughs> i'm glad you added that 
she is she is like the girl at the wedding who they can't stop dancing. She's the, like the girl at the wedding who, after the band has gone home, she's still dancing and wanting everyone to look at her. I mean, she's not good for the party. And also, now let's get down to brass tacks. Schiff rewrote Trump's transcript, and he made up what was in that memo, didn't he? Yes, that's right. But by, isn't, isn't, isn't there something illegal about that? By, by, by the way, even if the members of Congress can basically do almost anything, uh, wow. they're, they're not subject to the same uh, uh, regulations and laws that, uh, that normal people are, you know, because they're a separate branch of government. Uh, the, uh, 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 but by the way, even if, he, even if everything that, uh, uh, that uh, Adam Schiff said was true, there's nothing illegal or unconstitutional, you know, about reaching out. Even if Trump, and he wasn't doing this, he wasn't looking for, uh, to use his uh, position as the presidency to gain an advantage through a foreign leader uh, for, uh, for political purposes. You know, he's the chief executive officer, uh, you know, uh, responsible uh, for seeing that the laws are enforced and the like. And, and obviously there's been corruption in this country, too, where the Bidens and, and Clintons are concerned, you know, and he and he uh, was interested in having, you know, Giuliani and the Justice Department pursue pursue these things. Well, we're, we we know that what you're saying is true. Purposes. Trump as Trump as the chief executive has the right to talk to any world leader. He did not ask for a quid pro quo. Moreover, he was interested in the corruption of the Bidens. Everyone knows Hunter is corrupt. Everyone knows Hunter was paid off. Everyone knows it was done in order to enrich the the uh, Biden family. Everyone who has analyzed this knows it, including the top Democrats who are now turning against Pelosi, such as Cuomo, who looks like the number one who has moved against them. But I think there's going to be another centrist element of the Democrat Party is moving away from the far left faction in order to survive because they recognize that there's a lot of swing districts out there who are not going to go along with it. You know, well, I hope you're right. Uh, I know that in my own district, for example, uh, Congresswoman Spamberger, for example, who promised, uh, you know, she's one, to my amazement, that managed to get elected in, uh, uh, you know, she's a Democrat, liberal Democrat, uh-huh. and she got elected promising that she wasn't going to uh, uh, join any impeachment drive on Trump. But she and several of the other so-called moderates have jumped aboard the impeachment thing. You uh-huh. know, they're afraid, they're afraid of, uh, of, uh, uh, of being at risk in their own primaries yes. from, the, from the far left. So I, yes. it, you know... Cuomo does not make a trend yet, but uh, I hope you're... Okay, very, very interesting. You're 100% right in that analysis. <clears throat> but uh, having said that, I think Cuomo's very smart, and it doesn't mean I agree with his policies, but don't you think he's one of the smarter ones? I do, yes. Comes from a long political family. Even if he isn't that smart himself, he's surrounded by other people, you know, who've been supporting the Cuomos, just like the Kennedys have, have vast uh, resources to draw upon. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, you know intellectual horsepower from the from the liberal and democratic party perspective, that would uh, give them good advice. Do you think that Governor Cuomo has a long vision of running for president himself? I'm not sure that he. I, you know, I'm I'm certain that he entertained that at one time. Uh, hmm. You know, I don't really know the man well enough. I don't live in New York. Uh, most most. Governors of New York State have thought about that at one time or another because so many of our presidents have come from governors yes. of New York. Yes. 
Right. Mayor of New York City, then governor of New York State, then president. Right. That's a, a long. But th- that's changed over over the decades, of course. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think it's interesting to me that such major power players in the Democrat Party are now at odds with each other, meaning the Cuomo camp versus the Pelosi camp, to put it in broad terms. But let's get back to the issue of the issue of the day. Uh, you've already cleared up the issue that Schiff could lie through his teeth and it doesn't matter. He's allowed to lie if he wants. Good. Now we know that. So do you, do you think that in the long run, the American people will even care about this come Election Day? Some of them, uh, some of them will. You know, uh, part of the problem. You know, one of the reasons education and a, a free press was considered so important by the founders, uh, you know, was that it was impossible to have a republic without without an educated electorate, and so that's one why America was among the leaders. You know, after the American Revolution, in pushing things like public education, and we had a a free press. Uh, you know, because every every town had a, had its own independent newspaper, and both of those factors have changed. You know, our educational institutions have been caught by the captured by the far left, so we've got a whole generation that's been brainwashed, and uh, we simply don't really have a free press anymore. As you, as as a person who's in the media, knows you know knows better than anybody. Right, it's all conglomerated. There's only there are only a few newspaper chains in the whole country. Only, They're all. Uh, and, and also, they all follow the New York Times in what they say, or they carry a New York Times editorial as their own. They've just subpoenaed Pompeo as part of the impeachment inquiry. I'm sure you heard about that, correct? Actually, I didn't hear about that. I've been uh, preoccupied uh, writing uh, another article today. <laughs> you see that? You're actually running your life. The House Committee on Foreign Affairs subpoenaed Secretary of State Pompeo for documents related to Trump's interaction with Ukraine President Zelensky as part of its impeachment inquiry. It was written by none other None other. You ready for this? Foreign Affairs Chairman Elliot Engel. Can you believe this? Another one of those uh, little Soviet-style committees. They're coming at them from as many angles as they can, aren't they? Uh, yes, absolutely. And what a contrast to when the Republicans controlled the Congress. I mean, one of the reasons this has happened is the Republican Party did not do its job. You know, you need to fight fire with fire. Paul Ryan didn't permit the Republicans to mm. submit a single subpoena during huh. the period when they, were, uh, when they had the power. Well, that leads us back to the big issue of the day, the pregnant question. We've heard about the deep state. The deep state generally generally referred to factions with intelligence agencies such as the one, the CIA, in which you operated, but the others, the NSA, and agencies we've never heard of. And, you know, we can delineate all of the acronyms if we want. Uh, all those letters, the uh, the alphabet letters, the NSA, the CIA. CIA, NSA, CIA. Yeah. But are there agencies we've never heard of who are playing a role in all of this? Pardon me? Are there agencies we've never heard of who are secretly playing a role in all of this behind the scenes? Oh, there, I, I have no doubt that, that, uh, that there are, uh, you know, because Obama, uh, you know, was in office for eight years. And uh, unlike, and, and they were the most aggressive administration in purging not just mm. this community, of course, but the whole government, to make sure that there were people sympathetic to the worldview and ideology of the Obama administration. And oh, this is so important. This is so important. I thought that when Trump came along, he would then repurge these intelligence agencies and departments and put his own people in, but he didn't do that. Why is that? You know, uh, that's what I hoped, too, and that's what I think the American people expected him to do. Yes. I, I think one of the reasons he was elected president 
was because they said, well, at least this guy can say you're fired. And we expected him to do that. Uh, but I, I think what happened uh, is uh, during the, uh, that after President Trump was elected, he, was sinc- he sincerely wanted to try to, to bring the country together. And, and so instead of uh, putting his own, he brought in some of his people that helped get him elected, okay? But he also brought in a lot of the establishment Republicans and, uh, uh, you know, to, uh, to run. Yeah, but they're the ones stabbing him in the back right now, the Romney camp, the, uh, the Jeb Bush camp. They're the ones who are undermining him, I think. Exactly, and and uh, because he was hoping that by reaching out to them, employing ah. that, st- st- their staff from Congress and things like that, right? Example, uh, you know uh, that that they would uh, that this would heal the wounds, heal the breach, right? Fact, what he's done is he he brought the enemy into his camp, and during the right. during that first year, you know, people who were really anti-establishment people, like President Trump himself, like Sebastian Gorka and and and, Mc, and J T. McFarland, who had uh, who had been. Uh, who had been his national security advisor, you know, are now out of that administration because to appease the establishment Republicans, uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he ended up getting rid of so-called extremists. But these people uh. were, were 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 out of the Trump mold themselves, who realized yes. he needed to purge not yes. just the intelligence community but the whole government, the environment. Well, take a man like yourself. Dr. Pry, we said yesterday, I'm surprised he didn't pick you to run a major agency. You, you agreed with me, of course. Well, but I don't, think, I don't think you're alone. Are there competent men like yourself out there right now who could replace some of the Obamaites who are running these agencies and undermining Trump in America and our revolution? There, there are hundreds of anti-establishment defense intellectuals, uh, you know, very experienced people, a lot of them from uh, the Reagan administration, for example, uh. but from a younger, a younger generation as well, who have been basically uh, in exile all through huh. the Bush and the wow. years, and uh, who are there and available. And, um, uh, you know, to just clarify, you know, the Trump administration actually was in the process. They had reached out to me, okay? Huh. And then I didn't hear any more from them. But uh, huh. there, there was a process begun where it looked like I was going to be brought into the administration, along with many of my other... Uh, huh conservative colleagues but none of us ended up getting in oh my uh, god you know after after the first like six months because i think you know there was a strategic decision made by yes. the chief of staff who was yes a, uh, uh, who, who, who was there at that time uh, wasn't it uh, the guy who was on dancing with the stars now no that was the uh, that was his press secretary uh <clears throat> the uh uh the his that general uh, his name is escaping me at the moment uh um it was um, Kelly. Uh, so had, Kelly was a liberal. Was Kelly more or less on the liberal side of things? That's right, General 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 Kelly. Well, he was. He's. I wouldn't describe him as a liberal, but he but he was not a Trump supporter. He didn't support Trump for president. And oh, he he's out of the mold of an establishment Republican who so had yeah. a so-called respectable chief of staff yes. who uh resisted bringing in the, the the KT McFarlands and the Sebastian Gorkas and uh and cut and stopped that so that the anti-establishment people who would have helped the president clean up and purge the intelligence committee people who knew where the bodies were buried and the like uh, okay now you know, you're raising a very important point for an outsider like me and and don't I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying I absolutely would never ever work 
in any administration for a thousand reasons. I'm doing what I'm going to be doing until I stop working. Could an outsider who's very, very keen, very analytical ever go into any of these agencies as a, as a, in, a, in a power position and survive? If the pre- uh, well, and survive, uh, it would take a, a, a strong president, like a President Trump, to be willing to back them up, okay, and trust them. Uh, so far, that hasn't been happening, you know, because Trump's own handpicked people, people who are still loyal to him, even if they, even after they were let go, because they were undermined and sabotaged by the deep state. I should stop calling it the establishment, but basically that's what it is, the deep state, uh, uh, you know, uh, haven't survived in, in these positions. And those who have survived haven't really been competent because what they've, they've allowed themselves to be captured by, mm. we talked about this yesterday, for example, mm. I'm a big fan of Secretary Pompeo as our, as our Secretary of State. How is, for, to, as, to use in this example, I mean, if you look at Trump's policy, which is Pompeo's policy, really. It's the State Department's policy. How is this different, what we're doing with North Korea, from strategic patients under Obama? I'd say it's even more dangerous than the strategic wow. policy. We've yeah, I'm a little worried about the cater- the caving into North Korea. Uh, I-, I see other problems that have been allowed to fester, and I don't blame this administration as much as I do the Democrats, to be frank, because they have so distracted by their attacks that he's almost unable to do anything. He's almost paralyzed with the border. Look what they did today with the border. Look what they did. That's the the game here. The best defense is a good offense. I'll be back in a minute to wrap up with the great guest, Dr. Peter Pry on the Savage Nation. Savage. It's a great Friday show, i got to tell you that. And Dr. Peter Pry has a book called Blackout Wars. Blackout Wars, available on Amazon. I highly recommend that you buy it. Dr. Peter Pry will be back with us from time to time. Great guest. You know, in summary, today's show, if you look back on it, you know what we got the most interest on? Jimmy from uh, Staten Island. We're getting callers saying, have Jimmy on on a regular basis. I've told the guys to keep the numbers, the phone numbers, of caller guests and have them on regularly. Did everyone love Jimmy today? I like that call, particularly the jokes about his wife. The anti-women jokes were just great. <laughs> we're not allowed to even say that, but he's funny. You know, sexism still exists, incidentally, on both sides. What do you think, women can't tell jokes about their ex-husbands? That's what I want to hear next week. I want a woman to call about her ex-husband with some <laughs> really slamming jokes, just to be fair. About- Are there any women out there who like to call with anti-male, anti-husband jokes? <laughs> Other than the wives of the guys who work on the show. <laughs> All right, look, it's Friday. Don't give up your laughter just because of Nancy Pelosi. Because she's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> All right, we'll be back Monday. Be here or be nowhere. Oh, I won't be here Monday. I'll be here Tuesday with God's will and your listenership. That's right. The Westwood One Podcast Network.